Today on Gamerhead Radio, happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. We can sing this out. Happy birthday, dear Gamerhead Radio. Happy birthday to us. Me, us, shit. <laughs> we, we blew it, man. We blew it. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome to another episode of Gamerhead Radio. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. I'm a goat who doesn't have a Scottish demeanor this week. (laughs) Apparently you're Scottish. I I, I, I guess so. (laughs) And uh, I am Charlie, I think the Tronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. And uh, the sun is up. Yes, Which it is. is an odd change for us. Eerily early. Yes, we are recording early because of mm. commercial bowl yeah, yeah. and um, sport bowl. I, I don't, yeah, I don't care about the uh, the interruptions in the commercials. I just <laughs> I just watch for the commercials. And um, so I just wait till tomorrow because YouTube does all takes all that pesky sporty stuff out of the middle. Yeah, yeah, I but I, I, I do like to react with my friends on Twitter as it's live. That's that's fun. And Interesting. So yeah, there's there's that. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, gentlemen, how was your week? Insane. Yeah, busy. But how was that new at all? Ever, always yeah. the same thing forever and ever. I presumably, uh, when when last uh, you listeners at home left us, we were all um, trying to green planets. Um, <laughs> so that's literally all we've done since the last episode. Uh, you know, I walked through the door back to the studio here, and Charlie was sitting in the chair where we left him, just going pew pew pew. It's Space true. rocks. I haven't showered in a week. That is. Uh, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> He's finally getting his tour wings. Yay. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awful. Nope. Um, yes, I can successfully, re- I, 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 can, I can report that we, all three of us, I do believe, have successfully greened a planet. Yes, we did. Um, Goat is still, he's it, proceeding it was forward. It was mm-hmm. enough for Charlie and I the one time round. Uh, Goat is, is going for another ride. I, I pop back in every now and then just when I need a quick distraction. Just a, just a, just a mental Quote, flo- distraction. A mental flossing is what mm-hmm. I call it. A, a literal pooping. Yeah. Oh, Maybe. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, I do that full circle thing. I'm greening the planet while I'm creating fertilizer, so it works oh. out. <laughs> how, how long have you been working on that one? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Are you getting enough fiber? Um, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this show is now scripted. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> okay, let's move away from Goat's Colon and talk about releases <laughs> this week. Uh, February 9th, uh, Arslan, the Warriors of Legend, it's hitting Windows, PS3, PS4, and Xbox One. Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia uh, well, is coming out on Windows. The ah, motherland! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. How did we go from China to India to Russia? Uh, we fired the missiles. And so <laughs> fast. It's true. Thank you for validating my shit, my old shit, my old meme, my proto-meme garbage. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. And then you can also get a trilogy pack of all three games, also on Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, Dying Light, the following, uh, Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. Firewatch on Windows, Mac, Linux, and PS4. Lovers and a Dangerous Space Time on the PS4. I love that title. I don't know what it is. That sounds like a pulp romance novel. It does a little bit, and I like it for that. Uh, uh, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4. You said it right on the first try this week. Yay. Outstanding. Uh, It's making it around to Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. And Unravel on the Windows, the PS4, and the Xbox One. On the 10th, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Final uh, on the 3DS. And Valkyria Chronicles Remaster on the PS4. And on the 11th, Oddworld, new and tasty, is making it over to the Wii U. Right on. What are you guys looking forward to on this list? Unravel. Yeah. Yeah. All the raveling. And yes. I mean Assassin's Creed Russia, but I expect they're not going to make any changes from, you know, India and China. So. Just Russian. Yeah. Just Russian paint. A little bit more dilapidated buildings. Yeah, maybe. A lot more anger. A lot more vodka. <laughs> <laughs> And, and fuzzy hats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Charlie? Um, nothing. No? no not, not, not even Unravel? Not, I mean, I only because I haven't really looked into it. I remember being interested by it by, um, you know, the showing at E3 last year. Yeah. But um, I haven't admittedly paid any attention to it at all right on. since then. So I, I know it's... I'm 
from you know your guys's you know interest has me interested but um i barely even know what it's about to be honest uh, i just i just haven't looked into it for no good reason yarn i'm gonna yes, yarn. i'm gonna return the favor because you got me interested in ori which i still have to start playing mm. but i think i'm gonna re- return the favor with unravel mm. uh, i will accept this <laughs> but uh but yeah no aside from that um I'm uh, I'm looking at my backlog much more than I'm looking at any of these releases. I couldn't possibly imagine why it, it might possibly have to do with the impressive amount of dedication to Metal Gear that you've shown for the course of the last like six weeks. It's for really me, been, especially, yeah, yes. like striking amount of. I, I think we should have like a golf clap here because Charlie's actually beat a game in the relevant window. A long game, yes. yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Unreasonably long yeah. game. Yay, go Charlie. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, um, so I guess I'll take this opportunity yeah. to transition into the fact that, um, yes, I finally got around this last week. Um, I have finished um, all of the story missions in Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, um, which is to say that um, out of the 50, out of the 50 missions that are considered like the main missions, um, there's like, I want to say like 38 of them that are actually story based. The other like 12, give or take, are just harder versions of missions that you've already done. Um, like, um, like all on site procurement, like you drop in with absolutely no supplies, no weapons, no nothing, and you have to, you know, everything that you need, you have to, you know, steal off of soldiers mm. or whatever. Or like you have to complete with perfect stealth, or just it's just harder, or just whatever. Um, or I, I, challenge not, map style? Basically, I mean, okay. the, well, it's not. I mean, it's not a challenge map. It's it's the exact same mission, mm. story, and everything that you've already done. Just amped up and challenged. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm good with that. Um, which I'm not. Which I'm not counting in this. I didn't. I didn't bother to go through all those. I did a couple just for the fun of sure. it, but not all of them. Um, but all of the actual story missions, including, um, it's like it's like a mission. I think it's like 45, which is considered to be the true ending of the game. Um, without, I mean. I, I won't. I won't get spoilery here. Um, you know, for for John's sake, if if yeah, if, if no I'm, if I'm no one else's. On but um, it uh, it it. I will say that it puts the entire game in new light, and it is very Kojima. Good. It's a very Kojima uh, ending so to the game. Now that you have finished this game, um, which by the way, um, uh, something like I think I think eighty four hours, fifty one percent overall completion. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm sorry. You were going to say no. Now that you've completed this game. Um, what is your final assessment of of this game overall? I mean, it's glorious. I mean, yeah. it was it was just it was it was it is surprising to me how good this game ended up being. Like I went I, like when I first started it, and because like Metal Gear has always been kind of a thing, you know. Like there's the the the, the formula and the structure of the way that it's like Metal Gear Solid two, three, mm-hmm. and four to a point, a little bit less, but still, like they've all been very story driven. Yeah, most, a lot more linear, mostly linear games. Yeah. And um, you know, there were side questy stuff that you could do. There was exploration that you could do. But I mean, like you know, go back, all, go the way back, all, go all the way back to you know the original Metal Metal Gear Solid. I mean, like it was. It was like a stealth adventure game. I mean, yeah. like you know, the, you know, there was like a, there was it was a path that you had to follow to get through the game. Yeah, and um, you know, this is you know, it's uh, you know, I don't want to get in, you know, I don't want to get into like an entire review of the whole game, but I mean, like this is how different it was. It uh, it struck me in initially just being it it almost put me off a little jarring. bit. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah, that's a good word. It was jarring, but me too. It, did the same um, thing to me. Yeah, but you know, it, it did not take me long to get over that. Yeah, especially once I got through some of the story missions, and um, it was uh, and it became it was it made it clear to me that don't worry, this is still a Metal Gear game. Like the things yeah. that the reasons why you are here are still here. Yeah. They're wrapped in a different package. But this is still a Metal Gear game at its core. I don't know if I have ever played a game that lets you do what you want to do however the fuck you want yes. to do it more than yep. this game. Yes. There are a near a infinite amount of ways to approach objectives in this game. True. So you don't have to be stealth. Not no, if you don't want no, to. No, not at all. So I, I can mean, like run and gun and just yeah, kill and maim. If you want to, sure. Now, to, yeah. now, That's intriguing to me. Now... The game is structured so that it is beneficial to you yeah. to be stealthy. It's a lot harder to not be stealthy. Like, it becomes very difficult if you're not stealthy. Um, I, I'll, I'll disagree with that You think statement. so? There, there were many times where I feel like I could have easily, I could have more easily gotten through missions if mm. I had just pulled out a machine gun and just mowed everybody down. But you don't necessarily want to because without getting, like, like Charlie said, way into this, um, you have a scanner that will show you each soldier on the field 
you can kidnap them essentially. You knock them out and take them with a Fulton balloon. And they have a rating for all the different things that you can do back on your base as staff. And once you see people with A, like B and A ratings, you don't want to kill them. You want to knock them out and steal them. Because it, it, it enriches... Oh, you're recruiting the them for quality. your gang. Yeah, yes. okay. yeah exactly. And it's, you don't want to kill so anybody like, after a point. And that becomes important later. Yeah, and very important later. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you become like the godfather of Metal Gear? And the buddy system? Brilliant. So good, Brilliant. so good. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's before the game came out, you know, there was, there was a controversy over the quiet character yeah. and um, over her appearance and the way mm-hmm. that she's dressed. And um, again, not being spoilery, but the, uh, the game does explain why she is dressed the way that she is. Scantily. Uh, yes, yes. But there, there is a, there is a, I mean, like it's, some might argue that it was a reason engineered to have a scantily clad woman in the game, but yeah. it fit. It, it completely yeah. fits into the story and the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not just like a slap it, it on It is a there. functional reason. Yes, yes. It, and I don't know how much you know because you're avoiding spoilers, but you don't, don't you don't really find out the real reason until the very, 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 very I know. Very end. I, they kind of hinted at it, and I kind of know already why she wears next to nothing. Okay. I don't know why she doesn't talk, but I know why she doesn't wear anything. That is explained yeah. as well. Yeah. Again, a very good reason. And it's at, at the end of the game, like the, 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 I talked before about how there's like a part two. The ending of part two basically concludes Quiet's story. Yeah. Um, which uh, is. You know, I won't again. I won't say more than that. Um, but um, it's done in a way where I have mad respect for this character, and um, I like. I I am stepping away from Metal Gear because I have too many other things to play. Yeah, but but you don't want to. Do you? I don't. I don't want to because I enjoy playing the game so much, yeah. and especially having, frankly, having Quiet as my buddy because she is such a badass. Yeah, and she she's is so useful, man. Yeah, like if if you never have any intention of playing or finishing this game, go look up the videos of um of just just the cutscene videos, all the Quiet cutscene videos, yeah. like. Like this woman is so just ridiculously badass. Like yeah. I just she's she's fantastic. The whole I, buddy system. I will say yeah, yeah. this too. Aside from Bioshock Infinite, this might be one of the only games I could think mm. of in recent years that had useful companion characters. That's true. Yeah, that's I really would agree useful. With that. I would agree and with all that. of them were drastically different. Um, I mean, like I I I love Diamond Dog. Like I yeah. love Didi. I don't like going out without Didi because yeah, Didi's yeah. so useful. Yeah. But um, it's great. I don't know. You know. It, you know. Yeah, was it was that all you played this week? Um, no, I also um, I touched the witness a little bit more, but um, I I knew I was getting. Yes, Charlie be in court next week. <laughs> Charlie, on this doll, can you demonstrate where it was that you touched the witness? <laughs> Uh, my case. that's <laughs> gonna make it into the best of episode that i'll make <laughs> eventually um best of, uh, best of 2015 or yeah. 2016 2018 uh, it would be in 2016 when that's it right. gets released <laughs> is a different question um yeah. um as i played the game <laughs> the witness a little bit more mm. um but i i knew i was getting close to the end of metal gear and i wanted to put a button on that sure so sure. i didn't play too much um on the mobile side of things um i did play a couple games and uh, one of which was um, I played the um, I'm getting into the uh, the addition levels of Larcroft Go that mm. they added recently. Oh, I keep forgetting about those. I need yeah, to yeah. do that. Oh, uh, they are hard. Good. They, they are hard. Like mm. like satisfyingly hard. Good. Um, and so so the, so that's interesting. Um, and then uh, what was the other thing that I played? Um, oh, um, John, you had mentioned you had talked about this game a while ago. Does not commute. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing that. It's great, isn't it? For, 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 I, I couldn't tell you why it, that, that all of a sudden fell onto my radar, but um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, aside from it, that's um, I think that's uh, I, think, I think that's everything I played this week. Um, go. What about you? A super short list. Uh, Diablo. That's all I had time for. Yeah. yeah. With your blinded, um, with with the helm without eye holes. Yeah, my Crusader. I got. <laughs> I've been taking a break from bounties and stuff like that with my big character, and I was like, yeah, let's work on my little character. So I hit. Paragon 100 with the big character, and I was like, yeah, it's getting a little time to mix it up a little bit, so. But that's about, I mean, it was a whirlwind yeah. week. Then I'm running this rut where nothing's really keeping my attention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you brought, uh, we, we failed to mention this last week, you mm. returned my copy of uh, of Fallout 4 to me. Just in time, apparently. <laughs> well, um, 
Yeah, I don't. I, I, there's a couple shorter games I'm going to finish up before that. Like, I'm going to finish up Halo you're not, 5. You're not going to marathon uh, it? Like, Metal Gear, oh, Fallout, man. Witcher? No, I need to play ding, a couple ding, ding. short games. After <laughs> Metal Gear, I got to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. and then a little bit of a little bit of a palette Before cleanser. I finish Witcher. So, yeah, I'm going to finish I'm going to finish Halo 5. I think I'm probably going to blow through um, uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, uh, John's copy that I still I have. need to finish Halo 5 as well, because Ryan and I were playing it together, mm-hmm. and we just don't have the time to finish it. Right. Um I would love to play with you, so, but it doesn't uh, sound like I'm interested. In, I don't. You you were talking about how hard the on legendary is. The hard difficulty level. Yeah, yeah. We can. I'll start it over with you and play it from scratch. We don't need, on I mean, we don't need to start over. I'll I mean, just jump just into whatever up, game yeah. you're playing. And Perfect. Play I'd love to do that. Sounds good. Um, so I played Metal Gear, uh, a lot of Metal Gear. Obviously, I am about 20 story missions into it, maybe just under. Um, I've finished probably 45 side ops. Like I've done a lot of side ops. Okay. Um. And then I'm doing, like, there's nothing I can say about the game that we didn't just kind of cover. Other than that, again, I'm sorry, Witcher people. If I had known that, it's like, this game was game of the year. I'm sorry. I'm playing Witcher. It's a great, fucking great game that is far more linear and um, so much less flexible and graphically not as impressive and not as everything. I'm sorry. It's great, but Metal Gear was my game of the year 2015, period. The end. Um, I played a little bit more um, Black Ops multiplayer, very little. Um, I tried their their zombies mode for that, mm. too, which is really cool because it's like pulpy, 1930s, sort of detective kind of. It's really neat. Um, and then I played a little bit of Fire Emblem Awakening again, and that is it. How's Tomb Raider coming? Slow. Yeah. You know, slow. I've played chunks and bits of it. I, I have a feeling after I finish Metal Gear, that's going to be my primary focus is to just whip through that. Um, but after you finish Metal Gear, when yes. do you think that's going to be? <laughs> At the rate I'm going, not that far. You, I mean, how I, many hours? I've, do you have uh, probably 40. Oh, that many already? Okay. Like 40 hours. Nice. Keep doing side ops. Mm. Um, I did try Metal Gear Online, though. I played some of that. It's really good. You know, I never touched it. Um, it's really good. Is it just like. It's the game, but oh. it's multiplayer against other people, and there's different classes you pick. It's challenging to play hmm. against other players who know how to do what you know how to do in the world of Metal Gear. Interesting. And there are so many ways. It's flexible. Like any other thing, as a multiplayer shooter, there's a million things you can do you know, in the game. So I like it a lot. I'll keep playing it. Um, I will finish Tomb Raider coming up. I think that's going to be my next mark. Cool. You know, I just didn't, I haven't had time. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah I, think that's, I think that's it. Now that you know what we did in video games this week, let's see what the industry did this week in video games. All right, number five this week is uh, kind of a a, a doubleheader follow-up to uh, one of our stories from last week. Last week, I turned into a crusty, mean old fart and got angry about uh, Bungie doing uh, (laughs) ammo uh, pack uh, purchase microtransaction. Garbage, garbage, yada, yada. Um, this week, Bungie sent out a, uh, an email to their player base with a very, very simple uh, email question uh, wanting to know whether or not you're still having fun playing Destiny. It's like one little form. It's like a poll form in your email, and you answer it very quickly. Um, and they're doing this because apparently after some of the recent announcements that we talked about last week between the microtransaction stuff and they're doing like this skill-based matchmaking thing that people are not a fan of, apparently their numbers are plummeting, like plummeting, plummeting oh, wow. in the last three weeks uh, because of some of the things they're doing. Um, one of the, uh, the the more cheeky players for the game took a screenshot of uh, his response to the uh, the question, which was a like one to five, like one, not fun, two, five, very fun, like little radio button uh, poll. His response was uh, kind of like the other button, and then in the comment box says, how much is fun going to cost us? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was pretty interesting, but I mean, in kind of the, the second half of that, when I talk about their numbers plummeting, um, it, 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 Video Games 24-7 did a big write-up on this, so I'm not going to go into the whole thing because it's a little lengthy, but uh, they're facing what uh, what's being called their first real crisis as a persistent long-term project with its core community in revolt over skill-based matchmaking and a failure to announce the next major content pack. Many outlets, both professional and not, have vented frustration with Bungie in the last week, pointing out the failure to communicate an introduction of skill-based matchmaking at the Taken King's launch as a tipping point for many. So what they did was they put this skill-based matchmaking in when they launched the Taken King, didn't tell people they were doing it, so the skill-based matchmaking is just keeping people who are like whatever level they are with people that they are that level and you know it's segregating the community and it was supposed to be a big like everybody's in a melting pot type thing and then they kind of broke everyone into sections which people maybe would have been fine with but they didn't tell anybody they just stuck it in there and did it 
because they knew people like it wasn't in like release it. notes or was they they really didn't tell anybody they at just all. didn't say anything until that's, much later i mean that's just bad form yeah. any way you look at it yeah it's true and uh so um i mean even even the publications like the verge were telling people that they should just quit the game just quit the game don't you know they did a big write-up on that saying wow. don't play anymore uh and even the hardiest of destiny supporters such as planet destiny have reacted with dismay to bungie's treating destiny community as quote some sort of science experiment and failing to be quote open honest and communicative over matchmaking changes last year um I mean, like, you know, I played, anybody who's listened to the show, my very first episode on this show as a guest was me talking about my experience with Destiny right around the time it came out. Mm -hmm. It's a great core game that they have just... Ruined? They've ruined. And and they they had a chance. There was a fork in the road, and they could have gone one way or the other, and they went the bad route. I'm not at all sad to see this happening. Um, I'm, I'm sad that the concept has been smeared, but I really, really hope because they've said they're going to do a second one and whatever you do in the first one, some of that will carry over to the second game. Please take these things, Bungie learn from them and treat people with more dignity going forward next time. Not that it matters because everybody in the fucking universe bought it except for you two. Um, you know, yeah. Well, so I win. <laughs> yeah, well, you, win. Yeah, you didn't get my money. They got my money. I'm sad about it. Goat. You have thoughts? I just think that Bungie should, uh, we've gone down this road with World of Warcraft and Blizzard's already made all these missteps you have and they've had to bounce back from them and all that stuff. Do not follow in their footsteps. Learn from their mistakes and don't make them. I mean, we've done it. All all of what you just said has been at one point or another in WoW. Yeah, yeah, just MMOs in general. So, I don't know, man. Um, For one of the the highest selling games of the last two years, you know. you had a you had a responsibility to not take advantage well, of people, and you failed. I don't know about the highest. Maybe the highest. No, it was. Yeah, but it's it's, a, it's more of a set of games because you had to buy. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, a lot of people didn't move past the core game, and that's yeah. their problem. Each expansion, there have been less people buying it yeah. because the expansions were disgustingly overpriced. It was yeah. like you know, we're talking like twenty dollars per expansion. You know, more for, than that for some of them. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. The second one, Taken King, was a forty dollar expansion. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, no, man, uh, we've learned an important lesson here. Let's see if they just keep sticking their foot in the bear trap, which I suspect they probably will continue to do. I just can't help but think how the mighty have fallen. I mean, like, this is Bungie we're talking about here. I mean, really like, well-respected community-centric company yeah. at one point. And, you know, I wonder if it's because people have changed, you know, like people at the top have changed out. Yeah. Maybe there's different, you know, leadership up there or what. But at one point, Bungie was the people's champion. Yeah. You know? I'd say it's power. I'd say it's drunk with power. They had the best-selling game and all that stuff, and they thought they could get away with yeah. anything. Well, and technically yeah. twice because Destiny was a massive-selling game. It was, still holds the record as the most pre-ordered game in the history of video gaming, which I don't understand that. But you know, I don't know. Let's go ahead and scoot on to number four, shall we? Yep. Kojima and Del Toro holding joint dice talk. I'm so excited for that. Me too. This article originally published uh, by PC Gamer. It's uh, by, written by Angus Morrison. States, I'm sure something has faded to go wrong, but Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro will be getting together at this month's Dice Summit to revisit some of their fondest memories from their own individual careers, as well as some of the pivotal moments from each other's work that remain a constant source of inspiration. The talk is due to take place on the afternoon of Thursday, uh, February the 18th, the same day that Kojima will be intru- inducted into the AIAS Hall of Fame. These men are creative juggernauts. They're asked to, to relive some of their careers more often than uh, than I. Um, so this is such a like talking about himself article. The guy who wrote it. Mm. I, actually, the rest of the article is he even says this is baseless speculation. The next couple parts. So I'm just going to stop there at the AIA's Hall of Fame. Yeah, you got the point across. Um, I'm really looking forward to this talk. You know, I hope that they yep. uh, this is live streamed out where we can all kind of check it out and, and see what's what. But I I hope that they have like some sort of like clutch surprise at the end of it we're like we're coming back together to fucking do a game because konami fucked us and we're gonna put out some horror game that's not silent hills called tp (laughs) 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 we're gonna wipe our ass with konami (laughs) Uh, um you know it's that's the thing it's just like i you know we we know kojima's working on something he's formed his own studio and everything um, I believe, if I remember correctly, Del Toro did say that he was never going to touch video games ever again because of how many failures. He has he's said that twice go. before, though. Oh, oh, he has. Well, he has said that as many times. Maybe that Hideo Kojima kept saying, "This is my last Metal Gear," until someone <laughs> forced him to make it his last well, Metal Gear. Okay, 
So that gives me some hope. See, I, I just, I don't know. I, I see him being like, fuck it. It's already screwed up again. And then Kojima's like, I got a new studio. I'm in charge. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Just come on. <laughs> Here's hoping, man. I um. Well, I mean, it can't be screwed up. Kojima is on his own with a reputable country called PlayStation. Uh, Konami is nowhere fucking near him. Yeah. Or a lot on the property anymore to dick anything up. I think we it's smooth sailing here. <laughs> and I am I am most excited, I think, more than anything. Um, for whatever whatever it is that Kojima puts out, I'm most excited to find out what Easter eggs, poking fun at Konami, he puts in there because oh, you gotta know be he will. There's got to be something. If yeah. It's a horror game. I hope. I super super hope that you look in the bathroom and the toilet paper has Konami on it. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Uh, bringing it full circle back to wiping our ass with Konami. <laughs> <laughs> I want Konami to be good again, but they got some. They got some. some they, yeah, they, work need to, to do. they need to get their mouth washed out. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to number three for the week. How one Counter Strike player tricked over three thousand cheaters into getting banned. I saw this headline in the roundup, and I'm very excited to hear mm. this story. Players have been using hacks to cheat at first-person shooters for years, and now the tables have turned. Counter-Strike Global Offensive player Android L tricked over three thousand cheaters into getting banned by releasing ingenious fake hacks. Android L created free-to-download hacks that advertise a variety of services, including an aimbot, bunny hop, and wall hacks for use in Valve's hugely popular competitive first-person shooter. But unknown to these downloading the hack, Android L slipped in features that would ensure a Valve anti-cheat or VAC. You know, a lot of people know VAC from, from uh, if you play on Steam, you, you know what VAC is. Um, the hacks edit uh, the player's view angles uh, to those that should be impossible. Uh, and then there's a screenshot on the original article, which was published uh, you know, by Eurogamer. Um, they have a screenshot that kind of gives you an example of how it changes things. It's like an extreme corner lean. Uh, the hacks also constantly give the player infinite ammo and health. Um, quote, the infinite health ammo was just another way to ensure the user gets banned, Android L explained in a post on the Counter-Strike Global Offensive subreddit. Things like health ammo are all server-side, so editing them editing them client-side won't actually do anything, but it will let VAC know you're trying to change uh, trying to change them, and they will ban you for this. Awesome. Over the course of two weeks, Android L released three hacks. The first two worked on a timer that, featured, uh, that, that triggered the features VAC would spot only after a certain time, such as 10 p.m the day after the release the third hack however <laughs> triggered a vac ban as soon as users opened it and joined a game android l's third hack was downloaded over 3500 times making it the number one hack <laughs> on one of the most popular video game hack forums in total android l's fake hacks were downloaded over 5500 times some of the responses from players who were banned are just precious <laughs> um and you can check some of those out in the article like they're really funny these people are in just infuriated at being banned for cheating. Do you have a gem or two? Um, one of the users in particular was pissed off because a friend of his had just gifted him <laughs> the copy of CSGO that he was cheating with and uh, feels bad for his friend uh, spending money on him. And he said he was not only was he offended that he was banned from the game, but he was pissed off because for the, the duration of time that he had the cheat installed, it didn't even work properly. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Kids are dumb. Oh, wow. Um, uh, unbeknownst to you, John, it's actually a 45-year-old male. Mm, so there is a CSGO subreddit uh, where they talk about this whole fiasco. Sure. Uh, unanimous in its praise of Android L's work and has called him on to uh, called on him to repeat his exploits in various games. Um, you know, the article goes on to suggest that maybe Valve should give this guy a job. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they absolutely yeah, they, fucking should. They, they should totally do the CIA uh, route on this and be like, you win. Worked That's for us. It. That's it, man. Yeah. The Frank Abinale Either that syndrome. or the, the uh, armpit asshole bastards that do a lot of hacking and think it's completely acceptable in multiplayer games are going to try and figure out who this guy is and make his life a living hell until he stops I am doing cons- it. I am hoping this, that... that, that, uh, that well, he's uh, changed that his guy. username. Well, I, I'm hoping this guy took all the necessary precautions because I am concerned he's going to get doxxed. Oh, yeah, man. That'll yeah. be soon. You know, very soon. So. Uh, either way, uh, keep keep up the video game lord's good work, Android yeah. L. Good man, good man, or woman. Yes. Uh, 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 second golf clap of the show. I yes, guess. Yes. Oh, yes, it's well done. You're good. <laughs> Moving on to number two. Uh, in another follow-up from last week's news stories, The Witness clears more than $5 million in its first week of sales. That's a lot of touching. Yay! <laughs> That's true. All because Charlie touched it. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. <laughs> 
So it's a safe, safe bet that Jonathan Blow will be able to work on games in the future and deliver his latest indie hit to new platforms. The creator of the Witness Puzzle Game said this week that games sold more than 100,000 copies in its first week and generated gross revenue of more than $5 million. An amazing, amazing sales figure for a title that didn't come from a major studio. To give you an idea, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, the biggest of the fall's blockbusters, made $550 million in its first 72 hours on the market in November. Uh, the amount uh, is small compared to big budget games that sell millions, millions of copies and generate more than $100 million in, in a week, but it's a significant amount of money for a small team and it's good omen for well-known independent game developers who strike out on their own and still want to make uh, and remain financially independent for the sake of creative free- freedom. Uh, Blow compared the success with The Witness uh, with his first big indie game, Braid, which debuted in 2008. In the first year from August 2008 to September 2009, Braid sold less than 100,000 units. Braid was considered a a breakout hit for a lone developer, and its success boosted the independent gaming scene right at the time when mid-tier developers were having troubles dealing with the high costs of HD game development for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 home consoles. Um, Good for you, man. Yeah. Good for you. Now... I, I believe somebody mentioned last week what they thought the cost of developing The Witness was. Um, do, do we know that number? Or they was didn't. That... There was not a hard number given. What what was stated was that um, the Jonathan Blow paid out of pocket to develop this, and he bankrupted himself doing it. So that, that's my question: Is he in the? Is he in the black? Now he is. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, w- yeah, like, yeah. well, one would think because five million sounds like a lot of money, but we don't know yeah. how much, how many loans well, he you took. You got to remember this too. Um, with with well, no, no. From what they said, he paid out of pocket, as in like money he had in holding. I don't think that. Well, he, but has he? I, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to pay himself back. I'm assuming he, he borrowed from himself. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah we don't know. Sure. We don't know where his overhead is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I would be love to know what that number is, and maybe it'll come out in the in the future. But right now, I don't think anybody's got a clear picture. Because we, is, the reason why I'm asking this is because we're following up a story where he was concerned that he wasn't making enough because of piracy. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like, the, and now like, he's doing just fine. Well, well, but see, we don't know that. All we know <laughs> is that he's gotten five million in revenue. Yeah. We don't know what his profit is. But, yeah. but he yeah, seemed yeah, pretty yeah, happy true. about it in his article. There, he was. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that that could just be PR talking. Yeah, so. It's true. Um, so, I mean, I mean to we, be very clear, I hope he's doing very yeah, well no, because great, the game man. is excellent. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm, I'm just wondering what you know. There, th- th- this is a, I don't want to call it a fluff piece, but it is not. There's not a mm. lot of real information here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's a tap on the butt. <laughs> um, don't touch my butt again. Touching. Um, mm-hmm. uh, don't touch the witness's <laughs> butt. <laughs> Here's our It'll cost title. you five million. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, like you know. Good job, Mr. Blow. Um, mm-hmm. Bring it over to Xbox One. I want to play your <laughs> Opus. Well, I mean, go. Would this be enough to get you to buy a PS4? Uh, it's definitely another notch on the belt. It, we, I mean, yeah, it's happening like soon. Like I'm with you. April 26th is like D-Day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think 2016 is the year that I get a PlayStation yeah, 4. They now. just keep yeah. stacking it. And I'm like, like last year, I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I don't see much coming out for Xbox One yeah, in the future think, that really gets my, my, my engine revved, but there's yeah, a lot of shit th- coming for PS4. Now. I think this is the year where we're all going to be playing a little, a lot more blue because green was yeah. ran all their, their big stuff last year. Yeah. 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 Yay. All right. Moving on to number one this week. Chinese mobile game revenues could double to 11.1 billion by 2019. Good God. That's like $2 a person. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> China's stock market has had a bad year, but the country's game industry remains strong and on track to grow dramatically over time. That's the underlying belief behind Chinese game market analyst firm Nico Partners' annual predictions for the digital game industry in China for 2016. Lisa Cosmas Hansen, founder of Nico Partners, passed along the company's 14 top predictions for the year. It expects overall revenues for the entire Chinese game market, PC online, mobile, and console games to be $26 billion. Nico also predicts that mobile games will rise from $5.5 billion domestically, excluding export revenue of $1.3 billion in 2015, to $11.1 billion in 2019. Pretty healthy growth. Uh, it also means that China is over the hump in terms of its peak growth rate for mobile games. Uh, in this category, Nico only measures revenue generated in China, uh, just FYI. It predicts that the market for esports, such as professional or amateur tournaments, with games such as League of Legends, and you know, uh, will grow also exponentially. Hundreds of millions of Chinese gamers play and watch esports already. Highly regarded esports commentators earn about 1.5 million per year. Commentators, commentators? just as from an, what? just as announcers from the tournaments. 
Oh, so, so esports is a much bigger deal. Well, so in, so these, these are people who are paid by the tournaments to come announce for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Esports wow. esports is a much bigger deal in, in in the Asian countries than than it is here in the states yet. I, I knew that's that. why I, everybody is getting on board. I mean, Korea in particular, but China and Korea have this massive massive esports community. Wow. Okay. Now here's my question: Are the Chinese League of Legends players just as shitty as the Americans? <laughs> like they, in, in terms of personality, yeah. Do they, well, do no, they have, my do they understanding have a, is is that the, the, it's a different problem over there with esports. Like here, esports players are like toxic in their behavior and very vicious in their their kind of nature and the way that they treat each other and other people. The problem over there is not necessarily a toxicity of personality, but a toxicity of lifestyle. Lifestyle where esports players over there will play to the point where they literally pass out they won't eat they don't do anything but play and they, a lot of them get really sick and like there are addiction centers open in korea you know for for esports problems oh, we, wow. we've yeah. yeah we've covered i think a couple stories of yep. like people like passing out dead in like internet cafes yep. and stuff like that so, yep. yeah it's, it's a bad thing over there um interestingly enough nico partners expects virtual reality will also hit the chinese market in a big way and chinese companies will build products that compete against vr titans uh, oculus and sony this year a china joy 2016 show in july 2016 will have a large large special vr section so the future is now, ladies and gentlemen. Everything's changing, and yeah. uh, everyone's money is going to China. <laughs> when China jumps on board of something like that, it's, it's not going to last, though. Their economy is going to collapse pretty yeah. soon. I don't know. I they, mean, it's... They're doing really bad in the stock market, man. Really bad. Really? Oh, yeah. see, I don't follow any of that. Yeah, that's the problem, is, is the same way that the Great Depression happened in the United States. You know, uh, here's a short version, because this is not a fucking politics you know, podcast. Like economics. But, uh, economics yeah. podcast. Um China has this really massive economy that's growing faster than they can manage it. Mm. And um, they are trying to play like big boy, like they're trying to put on their stock big boy pants like the United States. And look, look how robust our economy is. But a lot of it's like paper mache thin. And so um, a lot of people are speculating that if they're not careful in the next like five years, their economy may just fucking collapse into dust. But then who's going to make all our stuff? Oh God! I'll have to Please come back God, over. us. Hopefully, fuck. <laughs> it'll have to come back over yeah. here. No, they'll just take it to India. I see. Yeah. That's what it'll oh, be. Yeah, that's yep. probably Malaysia, it. Russia. Yep, There's yep, a lot yep. of people out there. Yep. That's it. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so yeah, uh, big growth for gaming. Let me put it to you like this: when your gaming industry is more stable than almost anything else in your economy, that is a bad sign. But it's awesome. Valid. No, it's great. It's great. But I mean, a lot of their revenue comes yeah. from games. Yeah, yeah. When your <laughs> when your re- when your revenue is based on pop culture, it's probably not a good yeah. thing. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Well, yeah. yeah. What does that say about us? Anyways, um, that's that's gonna do it for news this week. So, for our feature this week, we're going to kind of do a State of the Gamer Head address. 2016. 2016. Sorry, it's a little late. It's a terrible theme. You may not have noticed, but we're a little busy. Yeah, Yeah, we can even get the best of last year out, so everything's everything's delayed. (laughs) (laughs) Every time we say it, we cut him a little deeper. Um, The plan is the best of... You've come out the back at this point. It's true. The the plan is the best of 2016. Charlie, you just made it sound like you pooped us out. So, so the plan is right. If I get this correct, Charlie, uh, we're going to do the uh, best of 2015 directly before the E3 coverage, right? <laughs> best of 2015 will be out a week before best of 2016. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a double feature. That's true. Uh, I'm just not going to say anything because I'm just laughing. It's just going to appear one day. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, a happen. wild best of episodes is going to appear. Make it shiny. Yes, yeah. it's good. It's good. Um, so, um, in order to uh, in order to kind of get this thing moving, we we here at Gamerhead Radio have uh, have had um, black op meetings. We've we've barred ourselves in and talked about many things. Um, I was grocery really. shopping. We just, we just had a lengthy meeting about where to go from from John, here at the beginning. John, of the year. I was grocery shopping That's blatantly. True. That's true. That's good. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know, and we want to kind of fill you guys out to see whether or not you would like to see some new things on the show or some different things on the show or 
kind of run some of the ideas that we had by you and see what you think and then have you guys respond um, you know, via uh, mailbag this coming week and, and let us know not only whether or not you like some of the ideas we have that we're going to suggest, but also what ideas you guys have for the show, what types of segments you would want to see, do you want to see uh, more tabletop game coverage, do you want us to live stream the episodes, uh, you know, in addition to them being, uh, you know, posted recorded audio um, like, what do you guys need? So, so we talked about a lot of different things, Charlie. Uh, what, what, what were some of the suggestions that we had? Well, here? so, um, so, um, as this episode goes live, um, the, uh, the listener survey will also be available. Um, our, uh, our, our, basically our 2016 listener survey and census. We did this last year as well. And so, um, now w- with this episode going live, that will also be available. So, um, that's just another place for you to go and give, uh, give your feedback and impressions and thoughts and feelings. Um, tell us, t- tell us about your feelings. But um, the uh, couple things that we've talked about internally um, is that, um, especially looking at the census from last year, um, was that um, the uh, you know one of the things that a lot of people were interested in was us doing um, live shows and streaming our episodes, um, and which is why we got into doing both of those things last yes. year. It was pretty much entirely because you guys said that we wanted that you wanted us to do them. Um, we have been having so much fun at uh, the live events that we've done. And goat shaking his head. Goat, you didn't have fun. No, I had a blast. <laughs> Past fun. Oh, Quit sorry. downplaying it. I, sorry, I, I apologize. We had the absolute best time ever. If Don't you, let him fool you. Goat loves people. Really loves people. Yes. In the trunk of my car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh-huh. Um, please don't go anywhere, anywhere, <laughs> listeners. Um, or at least don't go into his car. Um, the uh, so we, uh, we we we've we've you know. That's something that we are definitely looking into doing more of. Um, so mm-hmm. we will be looking at upcoming conventions, um, anime, sci-fi, video game, um, pretty much anything that's at all relevant to what mm-hmm. we do. Um, and uh, trying to do as many more um, outings as possible there. Um, just to try and, A, because they're a lot of fun and they end up being really entertaining shows. But B, also so we can meet and introduce ourselves and get to, you know and, and expose new listeners to our show and what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's, there's plenty of good reasons to do that. Um, so... Um, you know, that being said, uh, we're wondering if you guys have any ideas about venues or events or different places where we could do our show that maybe we would not immediately think of. Like, there's the obvious ones that we've already done, like um, video game conventions, anime conventions, so on and so forth. Um, what else? Where, where else do you think would be appropriate for, for Gamerhead Radio to do a live recording of? Or your any, basement any other- and backyard <laughs> do not count. Um, and also your mom's bedroom does not count. Depending, that's that's up in the air. <laughs> it depends on who they are. If 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 Troy Baker wants us to record an episode in his basement, that is something of that's a different story. Or in his yeah. mother, yeah. Either way, yeah. In his mother, <laughs> ah. oh, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, you guys are married. I gotta take. I'll take the blunt for the team on this one. We, we have fun with that. I. Anyways, um. Uh, uh, we are not available for child's parties. I will put that out there. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, no bat vismas, no bar mitzvahs, yes. um, no quinceañeras. Um, anything that involves pin the tail on the goat, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well. Not going to happen. <laughs> no bullshit. I say we make that part of the fucking live show, and if you can properly pin the tail on the goat blindfolded, you win free prizes. I like it. As long as you get to do put the horn on the tetratronic horn. <laughs> this, uh, now, this is a democracy. <laughs> Where? So what? What? So if we're pinning the tail on the goat and the horn on the technotronic horn, what are we pinning? What are we pinning on the flynn? Uh, the assassin's reticle. No, no, no. Let's see. What do you? What do you I mean, you've got the, your mask, so you can yeah, ma- you can know. you can mask the the flynn. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. So your guys' wild drinking problem. I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, your guys' suggestions on that are certainly welcome. Yeah. Um, but, we, we've uh, also talked about the possibility, like, we, we've slowly kind of introduced the, during the course of this year a couple of live streams and even some mild discussion on the show about uh, tabletop games. Um, we love tabletop games. Uh, they're a little more time-consuming uh, than, than just sitting down and popping in a game by yourself because it requires other people and timing of said schedules. So we don't mind doing them, um, but we did talk about making tabletop games. Uh, like We've even talked about doing like once a month we'll do some sort of a tabletop spotlight or something like that. Uh, let us know if you guys would be interested in seeing more of that. We love doing the live yep. demonstrations and I- streaming. 
I've been asking you guys to play X-Wing for two months. I, I know, I know. I, <laughs> well, that's what the point we were just talking about scheduling is, is yes. where's the fucking yeah. time? I, yeah. I love tabletop games like I love Disney World. I mm-hmm. often think about it. I, 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 I often think about going. I always want to go. I just can't do it all that often. That's true. Well, it's, it always ends up becoming a question of time versus money because tabletop gaming is also not cheap either. Yeah. Yes, um, but I mean, even that one, even that one time that we played Bioshock, which I want to do again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was I had, mm-hmm. that was a that was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, probably more fun for us than everybody watching the stream because well. we were just like, <laughs> oh no, we're doing. <laughs> but it was fucking fun, man. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. So we want to do more of that. Um, also, we've talked about. Uh, uh, um, we've talked about live streaming this episode this while show, we're yeah. recording it because yep. what you guys get at home is a very, very gently, usually very mildly edited uh, recording uh, that we do here in the episode or, or in the studio. Um, but it, we've talked about just letting it fucking rip the way we do live shows and doing our format in the studio live with cameras in here so you guys can see what we're doing and, and talking about stepping up some like production value for that and everything. So, I mean, yeah, um, how I, do you guys feel about that? And, and if we were to do that, we would almost certainly be introducing some sort of video element because mm-hmm. if, we, if we are in the environment where we can be showing people what we are talking about, well, then we probably should. And That's so true. as we're talking about various things, trying to incorporate that, it's just that's a that's a whole nother ball of wax. It's all a ploy to live stream with videos so I can pull out my titties. I am now reconsidering this entire <laughs> plaque. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> it's not. It's off the table. Charlie, how good's your pixelation skills? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna have to see if I have that ability. Right, I'll just wear pasties, man. Well, oh, that's a good. Thirty second delay. Sensor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> button. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Yeah, just bring true. up like the itchy and scratchy. So they only oh, ever yeah, did yeah, the one yeah, live yeah. stream, and then they never did it again. I don't understand what happened. <laughs> Please stand by while John puts his pants back on. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Harry Manteats. No, no, no. We're, it's not Nick. It's John. Oh, good. Yeah, that's right. You're. you're that's the, true. You're, you're Nick's the, no pants. I'm no shirt. That's right. You're the. You're the Although top. I keep my shirt on on stage. So you're the top brother. Yeah. That's true. I did what? <laughs> I will always be a top. Just, uh, just I, so that we know. Um, the, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're disturbing Charlie. You, you're, you're, you're injuring my delicate sensibilities. That's true. That's, true. Uh, that's a lie. You've been um, doing this three years. I'm pretty sure I drove those over three years ago. Every now and then I let my goat out. Just a little tiny <laughs> no, bit. That's true, that's true. We all have a little goat inside of us, and I let mine out every now and then. Uh, <laughs> John, no? so what the hell do yeah. I let out every once in a while? Um, you, well, it's, your goat is just darker. Than goat our doesn't fart. He he bats. Our our inner goat <laughs> is your normal goat. So your inner goat is awesome. Well, we don't. It's, it's like, awesome. It's like, it's like Cthulhu goat. It's just <laughs> a goat Thulu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, getting back on track here. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what what were some of the other ideas we talked about? You know, that we wanted to try. Do you guys do you guys listening at home have any interest in us um, changing or removing any of the segments that we do for the show? Um, oh yeah, that was, I was going to ask that news or personal plugs or I mean, this stuff again. It's it's all going to be in the in the yeah. you know the reader poll, you know, and the or the the list of reader poll. Fucking survey census. The survey, the yeah. survey census. Um, you know that that's going to appear with this episode. But as uh, as the three years of we. We've done this. Which... We want your feedback, so if you feel more comfortable putting it into a mailbag response to us, uh, you know, uh, you don't have to necessarily use the census form. But, and you uh, can always yeah. certainly call and leave us a voicemail at nine four nine two six gamer. That's true. It's Bad. there. True. I'm not. I'm not giving it up, man. It's not. I'm, no, I'm not going to stop no, 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 drum. I'm just. You got the briefcase, and you're like, have you heard about our voicemail? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Um, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I like the voicemails. Uh, yeah, but. Like I was to say, uh, long-time listeners know, we are at the mercy of your court because, well... We are here to entertain you. Yeah, we're entertaining you. you. Yes. We're not yes. entertaining us. That's right. Well, no, we, we are, are entertaining are. us, but... <laughs> but that doesn't matter. Um, that, that's, a, that's a happy side effect yeah. of... But of, we could entertain ourselves without the mics and the production yes. value and the time it takes that's to do true, all that. Yes. Um, that um, that but, all comes yeah. as a happy secondary to uh, trying to enrich the quality of your week. That's true. Um, you know, with a weekly episode. Make so. your commutes better. Make yeah. your study sessions better. Mm-hmm. Make your... your whatever, Mail carrying. Make your go. showers better. That's Hi, right. Adrian. That's In as much as this show is for us and we enjoy doing it tremendously we want you all to be pleased with what we produce on a weekly basis and we want it to to be something that you you look forward to every week yep you know so, so. once a year we hand you a torch in the form of a very long survey that's right <laughs> uh, that's and it. we 
pretty much near to it. We are and, and specifically, let us know about like the different the different kinds of shows that we've done, like the um the, like the developer features that we've done, um the interviews that we do with various you know various people, uh, including even the live shows. Um, you know, just like the different kinds of shows that we've done in the past. Um, let us know the ones that you particularly liked or particularly not been a fan of, because. You know, we we don't want to keep doing it if nobody likes them, and yeah, we want to do more of the ones you do like. So, and and you know, uh, with that too, I should go on to say that we are still uh, we are still looking for a Gamerhead Radio intern that wants to help us out with social media work. So, if you and booking and just, yeah. just general general kind of PR yeah. stuff, yes. yep, yep, we will never ask you to get us coffee unless it's a live show. But you would technically be the Gamerhead Radio intern um, to help us do all things GHR. And finally, I know, you know, we know that most of the shows that we have with just the three of us, but also make sure, again, this will be a question on the survey, but let us know what do you think about when we have co-hosts, like, you know, like with the different, like, uh, you know, just in general, like, you know, not uh, certainly not making it a popularity contest between the various wonderful people that we've had on our show, but just in general, what do you think about it when we have co-hosts on the show? Like, do you like it when we have co-hosts? Do you like it when it's just the, the three of us? Do you think it gets too busy when there's more, you know, more people in the room, like too much going on? Just to, that's just another thing that I'm curious to know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I mean, so really... Is, is eight too many? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun, that yeah. episode. I don't know if it was fun to listen to, but it sure was fun to record. Yeah, it was. Um, but that's the point, is is just because it's fun for us to record doesn't mean it's fun for you guys to listen to, and we want to make sure that whatever it is that we're doing yeah. for you guys on a week-to-week basis, it's fun for you to listen yeah. to. M- millions and millions of ideas come to this office. They yeah. may sound great on this end, but... At the end, it's on yeah. your end that we care the, about. The amount of things that we talk about that don't make it into this show just because it doesn't doesn't work or may not work or is implausible. Mm-hmm. So um, let us know, please, either uh, via mailbag responses this coming week, uh, which will be our mailbag for the week, or uh, you know, take the uh, the the listener survey and census, you know, and, and let us know. Uh, mailbag this week. Are we fucking up? <laughs> yeah. Did we did we do it right? I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, that, that, uh, that takes us into the, uh, the mailbag for the week then. Okay. So for our mailbag this week, we asked you all who from the gaming industry would you like us to interview if we can, and what should we ask them? Charlie, what did you have? Uh, so on the Gamerhead page, we got a response from Mr. Carlton. Uh, his response is Gabe and put him on a waterboard until we have Half-Life 3. Uh, a bit extreme. I don't uh, think I agree with the methods. Maybe but the def- only thing that gets results, man. Maybe it. I, uh, I, I agree with the uh, with the uh, with the intent. So <laughs> I think I'd, I'd really like to see him in a, in a Hawaiian shirt. That were the board shorts. That look really good. No, it's not that's, surfing goat. Um, water. But you know what? I'm gonna take it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with that because that's that's better. Very good. So yeah, that's clearly what he meant, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got a response from uh, Brian Lesser, uh, B Squad co-host Brian Lesser. Ed Boone, ask him why there aren't any plans to release future content to the PC version of Mortal Kombat X. That is a damn good question, man. Maybe we'll hold him to that one day when we have him on the show. Because money. Because money. Uh, ben Wire also responded by saying, see if you could get Ellen McLean and Damon Clark do the, quote, best worst villains episode. That would be kind of cool. Help me out here with those names. Uh, I- Ellen McLean is the voice of GLaDOS. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Damian Clark, I actually don't know who that is. Are you going to live Google, Charlie? I am. Live Googling, live Googling. So we'll have GLaDOS and Mystery Man. Damien Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E. Ooh, with an E. He's even distinguished. But I do like the idea of a best worst villains episode. Um, Because there are a bunch of like cheeky, kind of awkward off villains. It's pretty simple. I mean, Agitator's the best, Flynn's the worst. (laughs) No, I, I don't think that's what he meant. Oh, <laughs> um, I think he meant best words video game villains, but oh. uh, maybe that. I'd like might to show a video to these two people and be like, which which of these uh, fancy clowns? <laughs> he is the voice of Handsome Jack. Oh, there you go. That works. He is distinguished yeah, then, yeah. though. That might not be a bad opportunity. And to get not a bad looking gentleman. There you go. He, he kind of looks, looks like, like Handsome Jack. Yeah, he looks like Handsome Jack as played by Ben Affleck. <laughs> yes, actually, I, I get a more Christian Bale out of him. Think so? Yeah, um, I'm Handsome Jack. <laughs> Um, yeah, not a bad idea at all. Go, what do you got? Uh, we got one on Twitter from Amanda Smith Crown. She says, anyone from Bungie? Uh, and about the new content coming anytime soon. I know they're still working on Destiny 2, but they're charging us for ammo. That's what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> and in the Players Club, we got some responses. Uh, so uh, Amir uh, Hamza says, David Gator. 
and I would like and I'd like to know if he has any more plans to work in the gaming industry since he's left Bioware. I would also like to know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Burrow says Cliffy B just to see if he still acts like a douche nozzle. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Chris. Uh, That's and, what we're going to um, tell his agent when we contact him to be on the show. Hey, uh, <laughs> we just want to find out whether or not he acts like a douche nozzle. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> well, it, well, it's, apparently some people are under that impression because also Ricky Keller uh, followed up to that comment and said, I don't want to listen to Cliffy B for any amount of time. Ricky, that's just mean. Yikes. Wow, and he was such a nice boy. <laughs> uh, Joe Moeller says, Nolan North, uh, what was it like? To, and we, he wants us to ask, what was it like to re- replace Peter Dinklage, referring to uh, Destiny? Um, what was your most challenging role? Uh, what role did you have the most fun recording? And what do you feel is your best performance? And then also Troy Baker, all the same questions, except obviously the Dinklage one. Mm. Uh, yes. No, no, we'll still ask him the Dinklage one. Yeah. Just throw him <laughs> off. Yeah. Um, uh, Dan Hockey says, uh, Kojima, and what wouldn't you ask? It's very true. That is true. Uh, Ricky Keller wants us to talk to Tim Schaefer. That'd be a cool... I'd, I'd have fun doing that. That'd be and great. Joe Muller points out, just no questions, no suggestions for questions. We would just shout out Tim Schaefer, and, uh, and then Ricky Keller agrees. It's like, exactly. You would know what to do from there. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty smooth like that. Um, with uh, suggesting about asking about the struggle of trying to remain independent with Double Fine and finding ways to fund their projects. Um, also ask him about his journey from developer to designer to producer. And also ask him about Amnesia Fortnite and if that was as valuable as he expected after the first year or two. Um, and finally, uh, Mitch Tayo suggests talking to Jonathan Blow. Uh, despite piracy issues, uh, did the witness perform well enough to get your project next project off the ground? Um, and do you have any sort of uh, outline? Also, Dan Locke wants to know. Oh, excellent questions. Yeah, Were questions. we to ever seen. get a chance to talk to these fantastic people? Yeah, no, if we had an intern to do this. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. Um, we had one final entry uh, kind of at the last minute here. Songbird responded uh, in an email saying that... Uh, she would want us to talk to the folks at Twisted Pixel, um, you know, if we ever got the opportunity to. Um, uh, so yeah, that would all, all. I would love to talk to Twisted yeah, Pixel. I would love to ask them about. Uh, honestly, and I don't mean this to be. I don't. I, I think they would take this question for what it is, because I mean, you know, it, the sales and everything kind of speak for itself. I would ask them about um, what happened between the excellentness that was Splo- Mr. Splosion Man and Mrs. Splosion Man. And then what happened leading into whatever that motorcycle game was? I can't remember what the name of it was. Locos, <laughs> Loco Cycle. Loco Cycle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds great on paper, coming from Twisted Pixel. You know, a, 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 a wise ass, you know, semi like self intelligent driving motorcycle dragging somebody around. I mean, it just sounds like the greatest time in the world, uh, but apparently was not. So, um, yeah, I still need to play that just to make sure it's bad. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I am talking about a game I have not played, mm-hmm. to be fair. But um, it's a racing game. I figure if anybody's gonna take the grenade on that one, I probably should be me. Eh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I would like to know just kind of what what happened there, and then also what they have coming up next, because I, I hope that was not the end of them by any means. But yes, no. I would love, I would love to talk to those people. So, um, if 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 any um, if anybody is related to any of the people or companies or developers that we just mentioned, um, our listeners want to hear from you. Please, um, please reach out to us or let us know that you're interested or mention or tag us on Twitter or whatever because we would like to talk to you too. All damn fine responses. Uh, thank yes. you for the suggestions, everybody. Would you say they're double fine responses? They are double fine responses, <laughs> too. Well done, Goat. That, you just filled our dad joke quarter for the episode. I was getting a little concerned I we were going to get to the end of the show and not get some dad joke goodness. In I, I find it up. disturbing that the non-dad in the room does the best dad joking. <laughs> it's a sign. Clearly, you need to have kids. No, God, no. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm going to agree with I Goat here. Uh, I need to buy bullets for my own skull before I have children. <laughs> Yikes. A hell of an investment. Thank you for making it just dark as fuck before we move on uh, uh, from segment here. Don't do drugs, kids. Uh, that's it. Um, don't be like goat kids. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to live a lonely, lonely, crotchety life in your don't, don't mid-20s <laughs> with a cane yelling at people to get off your lawn and putting fake wrinkles on your face so they don't feel bad. Don't go. Not even once. Yeah. That's it. So, thank you, everybody, for your responses to the mailbag this week. Um, John, villains have a show coming up. We do have a show coming up. Um, February 19th, which is like a week and a half from now, um, by the, especially by the time the episode airs, um, we are playing a headlining show at the Bottom Lounge in Chicago. It's going to be our first non-convention show in probably six months, longer. 
Um, we haven't really been doing them for a while. We kind of burnt out on doing the city shows. Uh, but you guys have been asking us to go out and, and do something in Chicago. So we booked something. And we booked something good because if you've never been to Bottom Lounge, it is a really nice room. It's got a great dining room area, really good beer selection. Um, it, the dining room separated from the actual concert hall. So if you want to step out or take a break or grab a drink, you can do it in quiet. This is the place where I came and I saw you guys play The very before, first right? time you came and saw us play, yeah. Uh, excellent tap place for any craft beer fans listening. Yes, yes. yes I love Bottom and, Lounge. Actually... In my opinion, one of the best uh, like music slash bar venues in Chicago, maybe even my favorite. Yep, yeah. and 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 good gourmet burgers too. Yeah, their mm-hmm. food is fucking killer, man. Yep, really, 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 really. So good. you can get a. Um, so if you screwed up, guys, on the the, the February fourteenth thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you went to Deadpool like you were supposed to. Um, <laughs> take her to this as a consolation prize, or him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, and, and as as a result, to uh, we've already got tickets in hand. Um, if you guys are looking to buy tickets, you can buy it on the Vs for Villains uh, Facebook page or through our website. There's a ticket link. You can buy the ticket. We can still mail it to you, but there is a deadline and a cutoff to mail them to you. If you purchase one online and you miss the cutoff date for the mailing, you can pick one up at Will Call. We just need whoever purchased the ticket. Your name has to be on the same credit card because they're going to look at your ID and check the card. Um, so make sure you, you do that properly. Uh, however many times tickets you bought. Um, you know, and then we'll put that at we'll call for you. But uh, that's coming up soon, man. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we're playing four new songs, uh, mostly new. We've played them twice. Um, and uh, the, the tickets are going to be $10 uh, each if you buy them in advance. They're going to be 15 the day of the show. So make sure you get them ahead of time. We've only got 150 of them to sell. They're not giving us many this time, and they're going to go pretty quick. So make sure you guys snag them as soon as you can. And is it sold out once those are gone? For, for us, they won't give us anymore. There are three other bands on the bill, or oh, okay. two other bands, I think, on the bill, and then they will be given a number of tickets as well to sell. And normally, they'll give us more tickets so, than that. But so, so folks can time. still get in, but villains. Yeah, won't you're going to end credits. up paying the top price. You're going to pay fifteen bucks for it, and you don't want to do. that. And most importantly, villains will not get the credit. That's right, and yeah, we, we want that credit. Yes. you know. So come in and see us. Come hang out with us. This is one of the the venues in the city that is friendly to the people that, that patronize their establishment. So come out and, uh, you know, show them some love, show us some love. Everybody. Wants. I do believe the entirety of Gamerhead will be there. Woo. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, I love that room. Yep. Definitely. Um, go anything on your radar? Uh, no, uh, minor, minor thing. Um, uh, started me and Carlton or Carlton and I actually are starting a X wing tournament group. Oh, nice. So uh, we're meeting on Saturdays at Drexter Games in Batavia, Illinois. Um, if you guys want to, we would do an open place to try to you know get people out and whatever. Uh, you're interested in the game? We have enough between all of us to give you ships. Not give you, but uh, loan you ships to play. Um, we will teach you how to play um, and all that. So if you're you know on the fence. Come use our stuff. See what you like it. I'm looking at you, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> you literally are looking at me right now. <laughs> um, piercing. Yes. Piercing gaze. It's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's that going on. Um, other than that. Is there, no. like, a Facebook page or something? Uh, like that, there or? is, uh, and it's very difficult to find because, well, apparently there's a gazillion uh, X-Wing pages in the, uh, the area. Uh, we are West Suburbs X-Wing League. And it has um, it has the Pip Boy in a Rebel flight suit as our photo. The Vault Boy, Vault Boy, sorry, yes. yes. Okay. <clears throat> awesome. Okay, cool. Um, on my side of things, um, Windy City is fast approaching. Um, less than two months away. Um, I got that too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've sucked. Um, go- Volu- we're going with voluntold. Is the term I'm using? <laughs> hey, what are you doing? You're doing this. I don't remember there being a pause in that question. <laughs> There was a very, very short one, but there was. Um, and the reason being is um, just for whatever weird alignment of the stars, we, are, we have less volunteer applications than, uh, than we expected. So uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to request that if anybody is, uh, is works cons and an in- is interested in cons um, and or likes My Little Pony or is interested in My Little Pony, um, coming to work for a con is one of the best ways um, to help out the community and to be a part of the community and just kind of especially... If if you want to kind of see what the behind the scenes stuff looks like and um, and do something, you know, because, you know, as as much as I do enjoy the colorful, amusing ponies that are on TV, <laughs> like the reason why I do these cons is because they they genuinely do help people, not you know, not even between the obvious stuff like the charity work. But I mean, like, you know, just just, you know, from the kind of folks that comes to, you know, these events or the kind of people who need 
who are looking for safe places to 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 be themselves and to relax and to meet like people and things like that and so it is um it is something that helps people and so that's one that's that's probably the biggest reason why I do it it's just because of the good that it does in so many different ways and so if that is sounds like something you may or may not be interested we are still looking for staff in every single department registration AV uh, operations um, kids department uh, we have a full kids programming track that we need people to help out with if you like to just hang out with kids and just help them with color books and projects and things like that I mean please anybody everybody put your hands up um uh winniecity.com backslash volunteer um and you can also check out the various guests we have coming um slight sad note i might as well go ahead and throw this out there just because i've talked about it in the past um uh piece of bad news that i am not happy to share uh mr john delancey unfortunately had to withdraw from winnie city uh due to a scheduling conflict and so we are currently working on whoever not uh not to say that they will be the same but just um trying to figure out who uh who we will be inviting in his stead um and uh but uh but yeah we're gonna do everything we can to make sure that person or persons um will show our guests as good of a time if not better than um, than mr delancey would have shown them so um but yeah working on that and um so yeah volunteers please um it, uh, it should any way look at it, whether or not you choose to attend or volunteer it, it's going to be a good weekend i promise you um uh, just some more behind the some more pairs of hands behind the scenes will help with that so um, so aside from that, um, once again, if you've uh, liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I am at T-E-K Charlie, John is at the Fallon Flynn, and Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. Um, again, the listener survey will be live when this episode launches, so you can reach out to us through the normal means at editors at GamerHeadRadio or at the voicemail at 94926Gamer, or with the uh, link to the listener survey slash census, which will be survey.gamerheadradio.com. Um, so yes, please, uh, through whatever means. Just through, I just figured it out. Hmm. Uh, side note, not to interrupt you, but when you're listening to this on Tuesday, we are officially three years old today as you're listening to it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wow, crazy. Yep. Madness. <laughs> Happy birthday to us. Um, we can sing that now. Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Uh, so please download the official Gamerhead Radio app on Google Play or subscribe on um, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Uh, once again, thank you very much for listening. This has been the start of uh, the official start of year three of no, I'm sorry, start of year four, right? No, three, three. S- well, four. Start technically, your start of year four. Yeah, yeah. start of yeah. year four of Gamerhead Radio. So I have a question for you guys. Um, Did either of you watch the Puppy Bowl in virtual reality? Is that happening now? I mean, like, so, so animal, so Discovery, whatever Animal Planet, Discovery Videos, um, did. I guess the, I guess the Puppy Bowl is not live. I know Mm -hmm. uh, my perception is ruined, but um, um, yeah, like three weeks ago, they they filmed and recorded the uh, the Puppy Bowl in VR, like camera, like smack dab in the middle of it, and uh, put it up on. uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what the what the medium is if you have cardboard, but it's available on that through something, or if you mm-hmm. have gear through Milk VR. Uh, and I watched it, and I was surrounded by puppies playing, and it was it was glorious. I loved every second of it. <laughs> the most Charlie thing you will see, you will say during the entire course of this recording That's, today. Well, it remains to be seen, but <laughs> um, odds are high. The show is early yet. <laughs> no, I I I, uh, I gladly missed that. <laughs> Gladly you love puppies. Don't lie. That's true. Yeah, like real puppies. Virtual puppies are just toying with one's emotions. <laughs> like, come here. Damn it. Yeah, but virtual puppies never die. I mean, like, they do, the ones that were filmed, but not... The, but never mind. They're captured in your I hearts and, and face yeah. for life. That's true. <laughs>